Good evening. It is 5 p.m. and I'm CFRC's broadcast journalist, Christina Laurie. You're listening to Kingston Currents here on CFRC 101.9 FM, based in Kingston, Ontario. CFRC's news programming is brought to you by the Community Radio Fund of Canada under the local journalism initiative, Queen's University Career Services, What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street, and the Screening Room at ScreeningRoomKingston.com. To start us off in a message from the City of Kingston, the City, Utilities Kingston, and Kingston Fire and Rescue share snow and ice safety reminders. Winter is here and the City, Utilities Kingston, and Kingston Fire and Rescue urge you to review these winter-related safety tips. Number one, be a good neighbor. Show your family, friends, and neighbors you care about their comfort and safety. Keep your sidewalk and neighborhood catch basin clear of snow and ice. Number two, be safe around snowplows. Drivers, stay three car lengths behind a snowplow to allow for safe stopping distance. Never cut off a snowplow. Pedestrians and caregivers, assume the snowplow driver has not seen you. If you see a snowplow, move off the sidewalk into a yard where you can be seen. Do not play on or make forts or tunnels in roadside snowbanks. Never approach a snowplow even when it has stopped. You can go to cityofkingston.ca slash snow to find out about city snow clearing standards and priorities and to read our frequently asked questions. Number three, keep gas meters clear. Although your outdoor gas meter is designed to withstand winter weather, heavy or hard packed snow and ice can be a safety hazard. Keep snow and ice from building up on the covering and your meter. Concerned Utilities Kingston customers can call the 24-hour line at 613-546-1181 or visit utilitieskingston.com for tips and information. Concerned Enbridge customers can call its emergency line at 1-877-969-0999. Number four, keep outside exhaust vents, such as those for gas fired furnaces or water heaters cleared of snow or ice. Number five, ensure fire hydrants and fire department connections are visible. We thank residents and building owners who take the time to clear snow and ice from fire hydrants and fire department connections. This assists firefighters in the event of an emergency. Number six, clear snow and ice from fire escapes, exit doors, and other emergency exit points to allow for a safe exit in the event of an emergency. Number seven, place garbage and recycling where it can be clearly seen and safely collected. Please do not place garbage bags in containers, recycling boxes, or green bins on top of snow banks. Choose a collection area at a safe and visible ground level location on the boulevard closest to the or on the right side of the end of your driveway or walkway as you face the street. Another option is to create a shelf in the snowbank that provides the collector with easy access to your waste containers. Keep a path from the road to your collectibles clear of snow and ice. Safe placement helps avoid injury. Number eight, be aware of parking restrictions. The city is currently piloting a weather-based winter parking program. During December and March, when there's inclement weather in the forecast, an overnight on-street parking ban can be called. When a ban is in effect, parking is prohibited on city streets from 1 a.m. to 7 a.m. and from 12 a.m. to 7 a.m. on streets that surround Kingston General Hospital. During the months of January and February, no overnight on-street parking is permitted. This bylaw ensures that cars are kept off the streets so that snowplows can effectively respond to winter weather events. You can be fined and towed for violating the bylaw. Please note that parking in the middle of a cul-de-sac is also prohibited at all times. Number nine, businesses keep sidewalks clear of hazardous snow and ice. If you front onto public sidewalks, you must remove any snow or ice, including rooftop snow, ice, or icicles, hazardous to pedestrians as soon as is practical, but in any event, no later than 12 hours after the end of the precipitation that caused the snow and ice. Those who don't will be charged the cost for clearing and could face a fine of up to $5,000. It is also illegal to move snow onto streets or sidewalks. Number 10, prevent water from freezing around electrical lines. Keep your eaves troughs free of debris so water runs safely away before it freezes. Ice can build up where overhead electrical service wires attach to your home, a dangerous and costly situation. Consider that the root of the problem may be poor attic insulation. 
Never attempt to clear eyes from or around electrical service wires yourselves. Concerned Utilities Kingston customers can call the 24-hour line at 613-546-1181. Concerned Hydro One customers can call 1-800-434-1235, available 24 hours a day, every day. 11. Remove icicles hazardous to pedestrians. Every building owner slash occupant in Kingston must remove the snow and ice, including icicles from the roof of their building when it poses an immediate danger to pedestrians. Those who do not will be charged the cost of clearing the icicles and could face a fine of up to $5,000. Number 12. During prolonged extreme cold spells, take steps to prevent water lines from freezing. You can go to utilitieskingston.com slash water slash frozen services to see if your pipes are at risk of freezing and the steps that building owners can take to help prevent freezing pipes. This webpage also explains the processes and responsibilities involved if your water service does freeze. Number 13, follow plow progress with our plow tracker. Review road and sidewalk plow progress before you go using the city's plow tracker and better plan your routes. Data is visible on the app when plows are out plowing. KFLNA Public Health and Leeds Grenville and Lanark Health Unit urges influenza vaccination. As influenza has been detected in the region, KFLNA Public Health and Leeds Grenville and Lanark District Health Unit strongly advises getting vaccinated against the flu, with a particular emphasis on individuals under the age of five. The flu is more than just cold-like symptoms. It can cause absences at school, work, and other gatherings. Children five years of age and under are under-recognized as a group with greater risk of severe outcomes. And it is important for parents to get their kids vaccinated now to enjoy a safe holiday season. Dr. Ogliza, Medical Officer of Health at KFLNA Public Health states, quote, getting your annual flu vaccine is an essential step in protecting yourself, your family, and vulnerable groups within our community from the seasonal flu. The flu vaccine is recommended for everyone six months of age and older and it is particularly key for children and high-risk individuals." End quote. Vaccines take approximately two weeks to be effective, making now the best time to get vaccinated. With the flu season underway, the risk of infection is expected to peak towards the end of December and the beginning of January. In addition to influenza, high-risk individuals are strongly encouraged to receive a COVID-19 XBB vaccine if it has been at least three months or 84 days since their last COVID-19 vaccination. Anyone six months of age and older who is not high-risk is encouraged to get a COVID-19 XBB vaccine if it has been at least six months or 168 days since their last COVID-19 vaccine. Individuals can receive both the flu and COVID-19 vaccines at participating healthcare providers and participating pharmacies. A list of pharmacies offering these vaccines is available online at ontario.ca slash vaccine locations. Toys for Tickets program collects 275 toys for children in the community. This year's Toys for Tickets program collected a total of 275 toys, representing more than $6,410 in parking fees waived by the City of Kingston. Parking tickets received between November 1st and December 3rd were eligible to be paid by donating an unwrapped toy of equal or greater value. The 2023 program has been deemed a great success, with the number of toys doubling from donations made in 2022, bringing the total number of toys collective since the initiative began in 2005 to nearly $4,000. Dan Hazel, Supervisor of Enforcement Services, states, quote, We want to extend our heartfelt gratitude to everyone who participated in Toys for Tickets this year. Thanks to your generous contributions, many kids in our community are going to have a very special holiday. The parking enforcement team collected the toys from City Hall and 1211 John Counter Boulevard and brought them over to the toy drive at Princess of Wales' own regiment. There, volunteers were busy sorting stuffed animals, action figures, puzzles, toy cars, sports equipment, board games, and much more. 
Local volunteers recognized at special luncheon. South Frontenac Council invited community volunteers to a special recognition luncheon on Sunday, December 10th at the Storrington Center in Sunbury. Over 60 community volunteers were in attendance and enjoyed a hot lunch catered by Rampant Kitchen and served by council members. Members of the public were asked to dominate residents in three special categories, and the following individuals received special recognition at the event. For youth volunteerism, 18-year-old Samantha Pringle has been volunteering for the past 11 years, organizing charity bake sales for many local causes. Going above and beyond the 40 volunteer hours required for high school, Samantha is an incredible and selfless young woman who is very well deserving of this recognition. For a good neighbor, Laura Embledon is a key volunteer behind many of the community events hosted in South Frontenac over the past few years. Laura is an active member of South Frontenac Fire and Rescue and Lowborough Firefighters Association. Through the association, Laura has organized parades, open houses, water fun days at schools, Sydenham Canada Day activities, the ice fishing derby, and much more. Many of these events take in donations for local causes, and over the years, hundreds of dollars and pounds of food have been collected at these community events. For dedication recognition, Carl Hammer, president of the South Frontenac Stock Sport Club, was instrumental in bringing the America's Cup Stock Sport Tournament to Harrowsmith this summer. This international tournament brought competitors from all over North, Central, and South America to South Frontenac and was a logistical triumph to successfully host. Since the mid-2010s, Carl has dedicated thousands of hours to bringing the sport to life in the community, ensuring it is inclusive, accessible, and welcome to all. Though only three volunteers could be selected for special recognition at the luncheon, there were nine deserving submissions. The luncheon was held the same week as International Volunteer Day on December 5th. International Volunteer Day recognizes the efforts of volunteers in transforming their societies, economies, and environment. This was the third year South Frontenac has held the lunch to recognize local volunteers. Mayor Vandewal states, quote, volunteers are the lifeblood of our community. Throughout the year, council members often attend community events and programs that are made possible only through volunteerism. This luncheon is an opportunity for council to show their appreciation and let them know we see the fantastic work they do for South Frontenac, end quote. The township is always looking for volunteers for its events like Snow Social in January and Family Day in February. If you would like to volunteer, contact resupport at southfrontenac.net. Before we get into more local news headlines, I'm going to throw it to Chloe Paris with your CFRC weather and traffic report for today. This is Chloe Paris coming in with your CFRC weather and traffic report for Tuesday, December 12th. For weather tonight, there will be cloudy periods with a 30% chance of flurries and a low of minus 2. On Wednesday, December 13th, there will be cloudy skies with a 40% chance of flurries and a high of 0. Weather that evening will consist of clear skies and a low of minus 10. For your weekly traffic report, watch out for some road closures. 7th Avenue, Alfred to Hillcrest will be closed until December 15th for the installation of utilities. University Avenue, Union to Earl will be closed until December 22nd for the removal of debris from demolition and concrete deliveries at the Queen's John Dutch University Center project. Watch out for some parking disruptions as the Chowan Memorial Parking Structure Restoration Project is now underway. The work will take place throughout all levels of the building and will include efforts such as routine structural maintenance, renewal of waterproofing materials, and upgrades to the building mechanical and electrical systems. The work is expected to conclude in late December. In other delays, Bayridge Drive would bind to Cataraqui Woods. Expect delays until December 15th for Phase 1 of the Bayridge Drive Cycling and Pedestrian Improvements. 
Princess Street, Collins Bay to Bay Ridge, expect delays until December 15th for the construction of new sidewalks and traffic signals along Princess Street. Please note that one lane of traffic will be maintained in each direction at all times on Princess Street. Queen Street, Montreal to Sydenham, expect an eastbound lane closure until April 1st, 2024. Detours will be in place for the duration of the lane closure. That wraps up your weather and traffic report for Tuesday, December 12th. Now I'm throwing it back to Christina with more local news. Thank you very much, Chloe. And a message from the City of Kingston Excess Soil Management Program wins National Brownie Award. The City of Kingston is thrilled to announce that its Excess Soil Management Program has received a prestigious Brownie Award at the Canadian Brownfields Network Annual Awards event in the category of Legislation, Policy, and Program Initiatives. This award recognizes the City's leadership in responsible soil management and acknowledges our proactive approach to addressing challenges associated with excess soil generated from construction projects. Brody Richmond, Manager of Environment Operations and Programs, states, quote, Our excess soil management program provides all the necessary tools and supports for the city to comply with evolving legislation surrounding excess construction soils and provides remarkable benefits, including decreased costs and emissions, end quote. Richmond adds, quote, We are honored to receive this award recognizing our commitment to sustainability and responsible soil management practices. This recognition is a tribute to the diligence and dedication of our staff and colleagues in engineering services, public works, and at Utilities Kingston, whose efforts have made a significant impact in advancing our climate leadership goals, end quote. The city's program has become an example for other municipalities, contractors, and engineers across Ontario with the establishment of a new centralized soil processing site and several beneficial reuse sites. The city continues to work with other agencies and organizations across Ontario to help improve processes for all involved in this important work. The Canadian Brownfields Network recognized the city in 2018 for best overall project, making this the second Brownie awarded. The annual Brownie Awards provides a forum for recognizing and celebrating outstanding Brownfield projects, people and policies that have helped redevelop and revitalize sites across Canada. For more information about the 2023 award winners, you can visit the Canadian Brownfields Network. City seeks public feedback on potential implementation of residential rental licensing program. The City of Kingston is seeking public input on the potential implementation of a residential rental licensing program. Property owners, renters, and landlords are invited to provide feedback by completing the residential rental licensing survey on the Get Involved Kingston platform. This engagement initiative comes after City Council passed a motion on December 20, 2022 in which staff were directed to draft a report that would examine the implementation of a pilot residential rental licensing program, RRLP, along with other potential regulatory options. In this iteration of the RRLP, the pilot program is proposed to apply to properties containing one to four residential rental units on a lot in Sydenham and Kings Court, Rideau, two districts with a high density of rental properties. Curtis Smith, Director of Licensing and Enforcement at the City of Kingston states, quote, This engagement will help us better understand residents' experiences and concerns with residential rental units. A residential rental licensing program could help us identify potential issues with units and build an inventory of the city's existing rental housing stock. Our goal is to achieve this at lower costs to all participants, end quote. Feedback gathered from the engagement will be used to identify residents' and property owners' concerns with rental units, as well as gather feedback on the potential benefits and limitations of an RRLP. 
Concerns and feedback alike will be considered when drafting the RRLP. Survey participants have the option to enter a draw for a $100 Visa gift card as a thank you for their time. Engagement closes on December 21st, 2023, so be sure to visit Get Involved Kingston. New Strategic Plan for South Frontenac Township South Frontenac Township has a new strategic plan. The plan was approved at the December 5th, 2023 Council meeting and sets the vision and priorities for the Township for the next four or five years. The new vision statement, South Frontenac is a welcoming and thriving rural community, keeps the focus on rural and community, but places a higher emphasis on making South Frontenac a welcoming community for all ages, from seniors to young families, and a place where businesses and residents can thrive. A focus on sustainable, long-term prosperity, municipal service excellence, and people partnerships are all strategic pillars in the plan. Another key theme is the environment and protecting the natural assets of South Frontenac through responsible growth and addressing key issues like climate change. Mayor Van de Waal states, quote, strategic plans are important because they define what matters most to the community. They serve as a guide for everything we do, from the priorities we set, the decisions we make, and the actions we take, end quote. Residents were invited to participate in a survey to share their input on what matters to them most and what should be in the plan. 520 people responded. More than 50% said their favorite part of living in South Frontenac is its rural character. Because it's a safe place to live and its access to nature, trails, and parks. More than 70% indicated that they were satisfied or very satisfied with the quality and delivery of services provided by the township. Mayor Van de Waal states, quote, I want to thank everyone who provided input to this plan. I believe it reflects the hopes, aspirations, and goals of our community, and I'm excited to see what's in store as we continue to grow and thrive in South Frontenac, end quote. The Kingston Frontenac Public Library is now providing free menstrual products in all public washrooms across their branches. KFBL aims to contribute to menstrual equity by ensuring free pads and tampons are easily accessible to everyone. In their release, they also let people know that these products will be readily available in both the women's and men's washrooms, which was, quote, a deliberate choice, ensuring anyone can easily access them for personal use or to support partners, family members, and friends, end quote. Along with this step, on December 6th, they will also host a virtual session, How to Talk to Kids About Periods, in collaboration with The Period Purse, a Toronto-based charity dedicated to achieving menstrual equity. I sat down with Kristen LeMay with KFBL to chat about this project and their collaboration with The Period Purse. I was wondering if you'd like to introduce yourself and your role with the Kingston Frontenac Public Library. Thank you very much. My name is Kristen LeMay and I'm the Manager of Branches and Collections at the Kingston Frontenac Public Library. Awesome, thank you very much. And uh, we're mostly talking about today how KFPL has started to provide free menstrual products in all of your public washrooms across all of your branches. Uh, I was wondering to start us off if you could speak a bit to this need in Canada. Certainly. So one in five Canadians who menstruate struggle to afford menstrual products for themselves or dependents and have been forced to ration products because they can't afford more. Uh, in fact, there was a study conducted by Plan International Canada that showed that 63% of women and girls have regularly or occasionally missed an activity because of their period and concerns about not being able to access menstrual hygiene products or proper facilities. And this is something that we don't often talk about because of the perceived stigma. Yeah, absolutely. And I was wondering um, how public libraries are well positioned to address this need. Public libraries are great places to find information and connect with the community. People of all ages from different socioeconomic backgrounds come through our doors every day. For some, they may not have access to the products they need at home or at work. And if they're already coming to the library, this is a convenient place for them to access what they need. 
I was wondering how long this project has been in the works for KFPL. We started a pilot project at the Central Branch in December 2020. And then based on the success, we expanded this program to all 16 branches. Oh, awesome. Good stuff. Okay. And uh, I was wondering how this project was brought to fruition, like the team behind it, perhaps like where you got the funding for it. Right. So in terms of how this project all began, during COVID, we were really taking a look at how we can best support the community. And this was something uh, that came out of that conversation. We started out by having the products behind the desk, but then we realized that it was a barrier to people because they had to come up and ask staff for the products. So then we moved them to the washrooms so that patrons could access the products independently. And we decided that this was an important initiative. Uh, menstrual products, they're a necessity, not a luxury. And this is why the initiative was expanded to all of our branches. And it seems like there is building awareness in the community that these resources are available at the library, which is fantastic. Once again, that was Kristen LeMay on KFPL's introduction of free menstrual products across all of their washrooms. That is all things current in Kingston for this week. Thank you for listening to CFRC's local news programming brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada under the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University Career Services, What Will I Wear at 732 Princess Street, and The Screening Room at ScreeningRoomKingston.com. To hear more from CFRC's news team, be sure to tune in at 5pm tomorrow for Today in YGK or head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next. What'll I Wear offers the best in vintage, funky, one-of-a-kind treasures, clothing, accessories, and a fabulous selection of jewels, vintage and new. Find the cutest purse, the most dashing of hats and sunglasses, everything to complete your individual look. What'll I Wear has it all. They can dress you from top to bottom. Find your new fashion fave at What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street in Kingston. Visit their new location and follow them on Facebook to keep up to date with what's in store at What'll I Wear. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear those wicked words you use as an excuse. Please let me be. Please let me be. Save my sobriety. Because when we talk, my eyes will pour the liquor store I can't afford. So can you please leave me to die inside this hole? I call it life. You're not the first one.
Aboriginal Voices, FM, CFRC. I faced it. I have Alzheimer's disease. My diagnosis has let me get on with my life my way. The more we learned about my grandfather's dementia, the more we could face the future and make plans. My husband Tom and I spoke to our doctor right away. I have Alzheimer's, but it doesn't have me. I faced it. So can you. For more information about early diagnosis, visit alzheimer.ca.